The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out many save games the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Career day on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the skills accumulated and lessons learned from a great SEO throughout the various stops on his career. Joining us for Career Day is an experienced SEO and one of the founders of an internationally recognized search event whose career actually started in aerospace engineering. Jim Christian is the CEO of Blush Digital, which is a digital marketing agency that combines technology along with industry-leading talent to connect brands to customers together online. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here is my interview with Jim Christian, the CEO at Blush Digital. Jim, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks. I really appreciate uh, being here. This is great. Fantastic. Honor and a pleasure to have you here. You've had a successful career in SEO, the founder of Blush Digital. You run the Advanced Search Summit as well. The next show is going to be in Napa. This is all just a boondoggle for you to go and drink some nice wine, right? I mean, look... (laughs) Life has its challenges, and you might as well make it exciting. So, uh, you know, we're we're happy about uh, this being a repeat show for us. Uh, we just actually finished up our DC show on the East Coast, which was a great, successful conference, and we're really looking forward to Napa in April. And so, we shall return to the Valley, and there will be corks popped and glasses poured. So, looking forward to it. I think if you're running a recruiting pitch on how to run an event, putting in a place like Napa, California in April is not a bad one. No. But let's talk a little bit about you and your career. Talk to me about how you got started off in SEO. Well, it's crazy. You know, um, realistically, it was kind of like a a fateful event. Uh, I started actually working for a small ISP, internet service provider in Orange County in California. 
and uh, was kind of just like kind of brought in under my wings. Really wasn't focused on SEO at the time. Was mainly focused on providing websites for the ISP customers. And you know, that was a, a great couple of years that we had over there. That kind of led into growing out of that position. And you know, I was kind of focused on the whole marketing side as I was making these websites. Like, how can I make them look better? And how can I you know, get them to show up in Google? But clearly with no, no idea of what I was doing at the time. So it's pretty funny. But I left that position and uh, went into this aerospace and defense company over in Orange County as well. Was really like surprised at just how crazy the aerospace and defense industry was. Um, but they they originally hired me to do this, you know, kind of back work of trying to figure out like, like who works over at Lockheed Martin or who works over at Boeing. Where's General Dynamics, you know, company in Arizona? Where's that located? And so there was a lot of like this work, and I got really sick and tired of trying to find all these people because they're they're basically just invisible. It, it sounds like you had some early experience in marketing, and really, you mentioned that you went to aerospace engineering, but. It was more of a, a sales and a sales development role than anything else. Right. And and so this started an interesting path. Because what I realized was is that I could market and find all of these people through marketing online. And so, you know, I started getting the site ranked better. I started putting out more content. And that kind of led into the whole like, hey, this thing is something like, what is it? And I was like, oh, it's SEO. This sounds cool. Let's uh let's start doing that. And, uh, you know, growth, it was fun. So talk to me about the early experiences you had. You know, you mentioned you worked for an ISP and you got some sort of broad marketing experience and you were kind of dabbling around SEO. You went to aerospace engineering and you started doing more sales development and stumbled into SEO. How do you feel like those experiences laid a foundation for you down the road as an SEO? What did you learn from your pre-SEO experiences that you think is relevant today? Well, you know, I think being able to solve problems is definitely one of the things. I think everyone in our industry can can pretty much uh, attest to that. I think the other thing is, you know, being calm, cool, collective, and really trying to see... I don't want to say like see the future, but like being able to see patterns, pattern recognition, how things work, and, and then storing that kind of in your head or your internal database to figure out like, hey, you know, I tried this one thing on this page and it really, really worked well. And you know, I started taking notes on that and started figuring out that, you know, this is all kind of interconnected and started learning more and, and you know, obviously going to some of the websites that are out there, the news sites on and learning more through that. And I think that a lot of people kind of take that same pathway. You know, there's not really a, a school or a, an entity that can teach SEO. I think it's something that's learned throughout time with your experiences. I'm the host of another podcast called the Finding a Job podcast, which gives uh, career skills to people that are early stage careers looking to start their career. And one of the lessons that comes out a lot from that is there is no experience like experience. It doesn't really matter what it is, but getting some career experience and learning from your failures is relevant no matter what career path you end up in. Eventually, you move on from your aerospace engineering background and and some of the sales development and general marketing skills, and you start to specialize in SEO. And your first SEO role was actually the owner of a small SEO company in Scottsdale, Arizona called Smoke Dog. What was the reason why you started an agency? And why did you decide to focus on SEO? I think for me, 
you know, I had been working over at this aerospace company for a while and kind of outgrew it, was in California and got kind of burnt out on the traffic and the amount of people over there and kind of wanted to start fresh and see what we could do and started uh, Smoke Dog. That was, that was an interesting challenge. Really had no idea what I was doing. I mean, from the standpoint of running my own business and, and trying to be successful. And, and it was fun for a while. But you know, the challenges of being a single owner entrepreneur had its periods. And uh, you know, I just happened to be looking around and, and oddly enough, saw a position over at GoDaddy and thought, well, heck, why not? You know, I, I know who GoDaddy is. I've uh, heard of them through the commercials and through everything else. And turns out they were about three or four minutes away from my house. So I decided to step up and, and maybe see if that was a better challenge for me. So before you moved on to GoDaddy, you're, you're running your own agency. Uh, why do you consider that to be such a challenge? You know, where were you finding your customers and what type of work were you doing? So I think the challenge is for the most part when you're just starting off as your own agency um, or independent. I think the issue is is the not the SEO component of it, but the actual running a business. You know, where are my taxes? Uh, how do I uh, you know do all of these forms? How do I repetitiously come up with programs that will work for all of my customers? Or, or you know, do you do something custom? And then if you are doing something custom, like how do you stand upon that so that you can easily gain more clients? And for me at the time. I was just doing a bunch of outreach from people that I knew in the past. Actually, some of the people from my earlier ISP days, they became customers of Smoke Dog at the time. So it kind of worked out. I was making a decent living, but was very, very frustrated with the business side of running an agency. So being a solopreneur can be a frustrating venture. I've done it a few times. And, you know, it's gratifying in the sense that everything is on your plate and it's terrifying in the sense that everything is your responsibility. Mm. I understand that we've had similar experiences where running your own businesses comes with its own special challenges. Eventually, you decide to go back in-house and you work for GoDaddy. I think at the time when you started at GoDaddy, it was still the like very male-centric, like Danica Patrick in a bikini-type marketing program trying to get people to build websites. It's obviously grown a lot since those days. What was it like when you started at GoDaddy? What was your role? Talk to me a little bit about the environment. Man, it was a startup mentality, hungry mouths, very interesting, eclectic people. You really felt like you belong as long as you had that type of personality. For me, it was great. I mean, I, I had uh, an amazing, amazing boss who was at GoDaddy and, and he took me under his wings and was so supportive. And uh, you know that, that led to so many doors opening for me. Originally, actually, what's funny is uh, when I started at GoDaddy, I was actually hired to do a PPC program. They wanted me to develop an in-house PPC product for GoDaddy so that they could sell it off to their customers, basically automating PPC. And it was great. And I had a fun time building that program. Didn't really work at the time due to some like restrictions with Google and accessing accounts and stuff like that. So the project was scrapped. But the interesting thing was in the meantime, I was just doing SEO for the company being like, Hey, look, like, you know, we moved up 20 spots for the word hosting. And, you know, that really got the attention of the CEO and, and, and even Bob Parsons. And they said, Well, you know, I don't think that this PPC thing is going to work out. But you know, we would love to have uh, have you start as our employee number one for uh, doing SEO for the company. And I was like, Well, this, this is great. Like, 
this is exactly what I want. Like, this is perfect for me. So I was thrilled at the opportunity. So you worked your way into SEO uh, at GoDaddy, a developing company, a startup, not necessarily the, the scaled company that we know of it today. Talk to me about some of the challenges that you faced while you were working at that company. What was it like being there in its growth stage? Uh, it was, like I said, it's, it was exciting. The day-to-day chores and tasks were varied tremendously. Bob was, uh, Bob was pretty funny. <laughs> An interesting story is I uh, used to sit right next to the, uh, the recording studio where the miniature, not the full commercials, but some of the stuff that he would put online were, uh, were being created. And uh, you know, for me, and, and I think for probably a lot of people, we tend to have our headphones on faces to the keyboard and we're literally just working away as fast as we can. And then all of a sudden, you know, I feel this hand on my shoulder and, uh, you know, it's Bob and he's just like, son, how's it going today? <laughs> Freak me out every single time. It was the greatest thing. And I just be like, Bob, I'm, I'm kicking ass and taking names, brother, I'm trying to kill all these competitors for us. And he's like, good man. I like that. <laughs> we just walk off. <laughs> sounds sounds like Bob is a little bit of a cowboy, which explains the early television spots with, uh, well, let's just say that they probably weren't uh, considered very PC and wouldn't make it today. They were not very PC. But uh, you know what's interesting is, and I'll tell a short story about what that meant to Bob and actually the company, but Bob had created a software company and sold it for millions, I'm, I'm assuming. And he started GoDaddy and sunk almost every single dollar that he had made from that company. And he was down to his last couple million. And it was like a make or break thing. And he came out with the, um, the commercial with Candace in it. And it you know, was very risque, especially for Super Bowl. And it worked. The thing with Bob and, and GoDaddy as a whole is, well, all right, let's see how far this will ride. I mean, if it worked once, maybe it'll work again. And so... They kind of focused on that type of advertising and it, and it worked for a decent a long time. And, you know, obviously times change, people change. And, uh, you know, they, they eventually scrapped that type of marketing and, you know, obviously have grown into the company and they are today. Super successful. But it's funny that like they were just teetering on that edge of like being successful or, or a failure. And, you know, he took risks and they paid off. And I take that with me in everything that I do today as well. So as much as we're talking about sort of the, previously, and I'm going to go on the record as calling them sexist ads (laughs) that GoDaddy had early on their career. The company has changed a a tremendous amount and and evolved. I'm curious to hear what some of the SEO-specific challenges that you faced. When you were working on optimization, what were you doing at GoDaddy? And what were some of the SEO challenges that you saw? Well, they were varied. There was definitely no shortage of them. As SEO employee number one, uh, the first thing was the site was a complete disaster. There was stuff on there from years and years and years ago before I even got there that were just wasting away on the website. And it was just a complete hairy carry mess. And we also found that there was hundreds of millions of backlinks that were broken from past news stories and, and past portions of the site that were torn down with, you know, a haphazard wand. And those were very challenging days. And, you know, and beside all of that, you also have, you know, a host of developers working on the website 24 hours a day, putting their hands in the cookie jar and, you know, things break, things happen. And it's challenging. We, uh, we came up with a couple different programs that really helped solve some of those issues. One of them was 
GoDaddy has a program involved where you can use $50 per person and you can go take them out for like a brown bag lunch or an experience, right? That really helped with us kind of bonding with the development staff and the marketing staff saying, Hey, look, like we kind of have a foot in both sides of this bucket. On the technical side, like the developers, we need them to create stuff and deploy it properly so that it's SEO friendly. And then on the marketing side, we need you guys to create stuff that has SEO in mind. And so, you know, the whole host of challenges that way arose. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I think that that's one of the things that we've preached in some of the Voices of Search podcast when we're talking about SEO best practices and strategies, embracing the relationships and, and cultivating the relationships with your cross-functional partners is always something that pays off, whether it is your engineering team and having a good line of communication to help them implement some of the technical changes, your content team, even just you know general marketing and leadership. It's always important to invest in the rest of the team around you, mostly in SEO. It is a medium of marketing that cannot be executed in a vacuum. Uh, eventually, you move on to launching Blush Digital, your own agency. You go back... Uh, away from an in-house role to uh, running your own shop and you become one of the founders of the Advanced Search Summit. Talk to me about your rationale for leaving a corporate role and what did you do next? You know, I think with me, the main thing is, is that I don't see risk traditionally like other people do. For me, risk is seen as a challenge and a challenge that can be overcome given the right amount of time, effort and stamina to really make it work. And, you know, with GoDaddy going public and everything, I I had the ability to kind of sit down and say, like, where do I want to go next? Like, what's the next chapter in my journey? And, you know, I said, I really had a fun time dealing with my clients when I was running Smoke Dog. And, you know, I think that there's another way to kind of go out at this um, now with, you know, eight years plus of experience behind GoDaddy and running enterprise websites. I thought, well, you know, instead of focusing on SMBs and small mom and pop or, or brick mortar shops, I thought, well, you know, maybe what I should do is focus on helping enterprise brands. And so, you know, for me, it was the same work really that I was doing at GoDaddy. And again, the challenges of, of running a business and having that side of it kind of plague you. 
is continuously challenging as it is today. But I find solace in knowing that you know I have a wealth of people in the community that can help me out if I need it. That I have a support group of other SEOs that I call my friends and I try to hang out with as much as possible. And that kind of led into the catalyst of Advanced Search Summit. You know, it's an interesting thing, especially like when I was at GoDaddy, to feel alone, to feel like there's no one that can help you. And I think when I was talking about running Advanced Search Summit, I was like, there has to be a way that we can get all of us together in a, in a room where we can all have fun, make memories, connect, and obviously progress our, our skills. Drink a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah, drink a lot of Shh. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the, the wine. The wine definitely helps. Secrets out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much of a secret when you know we have so much of it. But you know, I think that that was really the catalyst behind Advanced Summit, and you know, and, and it's morphed a little bit from a small, you know, sixty-plus person conference to you know, we just got done with DC, and it's now grown to you know two hundred and thirty people, and we are looking to grow Napa as well, somewhere around the the two hundred to three hundred mark. So. You know, we're definitely gaining steam in the community and we, uh, you know, we look forward to hosting all of these folks. I mean, everyone in DC had an amazing time. We, uh, it was funny, we uh, were up on the rooftop deck of this Point of View Lounge uh, on the W uh, Hotel and it overlooks the uh, Washington Monument and it also overlooks the White House. And I mean, you could just see everyone's face like when they came up the elevator and they were able to see like basically all of DC. And it's that magical moment that we want to capture. And we, we have the same thing over at Napa. You know, last year we had the Napa wine train uh, with a huge emphasis on wine, obviously. This year we're going back to Castello di Amorosa, which is a 13th century inspired Tuscan castle that is nestled at the very top of Napa Valley. And, and it's an incredible thing. You know, people come up through the buses and all of a sudden they see this drawbridge and this massive castle and they have that moment. And for us, it's really being able to capture that. And you know, not only just making the connections with, with people, but making connections with the event as well. And so that's kind of been our focus. So you leave GoDaddy and, and you have now some enterprise experience and you parlay that into running an enterprise-focused agency. And you have a little bit more credibility because GoDaddy becomes a big, well-branded and known company. So is the Search Summit a vehicle to help you promote your SEO business? What's the rationale for you running the conference? I mean, getting customers from the show is nice. It's not necessarily something that we go after uh, as far as the agency side is concerned. But you know, I, I think for me, connecting with people and really starting the conversations at the events tend to lead into that thing. You know, I'll have someone you know, six months from now call me about, uh, Hey, man, I had a great time at DC. Uh, yeah, I'm running into this problem where I can't figure out why Google is treating my website like this. And I'd really love to just get your, you know, input on on what we should do. And, you know, that kind of leads into some business for the agency, which is great. Other times, it's just being able to answer people's questions. I think, first and foremost, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not a salesperson. <laughs> I mean, I have the voice for the radio and the TV. But I don't, I don't focus on that stuff at the events. The events are really kind of aligned with providing that experience and not necessarily selling. So as you've matured in your career, you know, you've had a couple different takes at running an agency. Uh, you were focused on SMBs and and what you described as mom and pops to enterprise companies. Mm-hmm. How do you think about the difference in targeting 
big companies versus smaller companies from an agency perspective as an SEO? Are the needs different? Is the sales pitch different? How have you found success running your second agency that you didn't running your first? I think for me, the customers are almost the same with the standpoint of the mode of attack. So like the SEO programs would be roughly the same in, in some degree. I think with enterprise, obviously, you don't have to go hunting down links and, and building that portion of it up. But I think the real difference is really the, the customer themselves. From the standpoint of enterprise, you're typically dealing with people that understand SEO, that have gone the route of knowing what they kind of need to do, but they're just stuck on something. Whereas like a mom and pop or a small business, they're mainly uneducated to the point of like not understanding and they desperately want to understand what you're doing. And I do every once in a while have a small company that I'm dealing with. And and those tend to be more of an educational piece. Like uh, right now I have a customer that is looking to really grow their site and the number of keywords that they're ranking for, but they don't have any sort of a content plan, right? And so for them understanding how to derive content, how to look for keywords, how to do all of that stuff. Those are the things that they're focused on. Whereas like an enterprise client will be focused on... Uh, like I have one right now where I'm doing an audit today. And they're trying to figure out like how come Google isn't you know going through our entire website. And it's like, well, you didn't submit your sitemaps and you have five of them. And you know, there's there's just things like that. And so there's this difference between them, but they're, you know, they're they're pretty much the same for the most part. As you look back on your career, having gone from, you know, your pre-SEO experience, taken two stabs at running an agency with, you know, the middle of the career being focused on SEO, what advice do you have for younger SEOs or people that are interested in starting to develop their SEO and content marketing experience? I think the best advice that I can give someone is never feel like you're alone. Never feel like there's no one that's out there to help you. And never feel that you're stuck on something that you'll never get over. There is a wealth, and I mean a wealth of people that are out there that want to do nothing but help you grow. Ways that you can do that, clearly I'm kind of biased towards coming to Advanced Search Summit. But you know, any of the conferences are great. They all serve a purpose depending on where you are in your career path. Like I said, our event tends to focus on people who have been in the industry for 5 to 7 years plus. Other shows like PubCon or SMX, they tend to focus on people that have been around or, or just joining the community. And they serve a, a valuable asset to people's growth. And my advice would be to seek those events out, seek the people out and make the connections. I have hundreds and hundreds of people that are on Facebook that I can just pose a question to. In fact, I did this morning. I was like, Hey, I'm looking for a WordPress plugin that will help me interlink articles that are very similar to each other. And I know that by the end of the day, I'll have that answer. And it won't be just by someone who's guessing. It'll be by people who know what they're doing. And so you know, the advice, again, would just be to, to connect and to explore relationships with uh, everyone in the community. The SEO community is a powerful one. And by focusing on building and cultivating relationships with your peers, you're going to be able to lean on them when you get into trouble, when you need help making a career move. And even if you decide that down the road, you're going to launch a event in Napa to help get everybody some nice Napa cabs. There's an opportunity for you to work with the people that you know. So build those relationships. I think it's great advice. Yep. Great. All right, Jim, I appreciate having you on the show. Thanks for sharing your story with us. And uh, one last chance, tell us a little bit about the upcoming Search Summit. What does everybody need to know? 
Yeah, so Napa's coming up uh, April 22nd through the 24th. We've got two exciting days of amazing wine drinking and also high caliber speakers from all walks of life, from independents to brands to you know agencies. We have all of them coming to Napa. And you know there will be fun things like wine tasting. Uh, there will be also... I think we're doing falconry for the first time this year. So that should be pretty interesting. Falconry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. We, so uh, one thing about our, uh, our conference too that's very uh, unique and interesting is we always have an extra day, right? So if you're a VIP guest and you have a VIP ticket, we always have kind of like a uh, life balance day. And so traditionally, that's been like, hey, let's go to a winery. Let's learn about the, the winemaking process and you know, have some great food, great conversations, and you know, just spend the day in an awesome location. Well, we're doing that again this year. But what we decided to do was that we wanted to have a, a little bit of a change. And so uh, Bouchain, their vineyard actually uses falconry to kind of control all of the pests, all the birds that come in and try to eat the grapes. And so... We talked to them about bringing the woman who does the falconry into the property as we're there for our event, for our our VIP day. And she's like, sure, yeah, it sounds great. So I think, I'm not sure, but I think everyone's going to have a chance to fly a hawk off of their arm. So, you know, it, 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 again, tries to bring home all the connectivity and the memories and being able to have just a fantastic day, you know, doing something fun. And uh, again, the content at our summits, we really strive to create the best that we possibly can by getting the best speakers. So would love to have anyone who wants to come join us in Napa in April. All right, Jim. Thanks for being our guest. Look forward to seeing everybody at the Advanced Search Summit in Napa. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Jim Christian, the CEO of Blush Digital. If you'd like to learn more about Jim, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Jim underscore Christian, J-I-M underscore C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is blushdigital.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you're interested in learning about the Advanced Search Summit, go to advancedsearchsummit.com. If you have general marketing questions, or if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast, or even if you're interested in being a guest on our show, you can find a link to my contact information in our show notes, or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us next week. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 